Or do you guys know him as ETEP, but don't call him late for dinner? Pete, what on from the place to be reviews? Grab two of every animal and head for the bloody boat because I'm already twisted up, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday night. There's a little flick live. I am ETEP Wakuya, a place to be right here. All these. Could you but, just assume there's only two genders? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> you monster. <laughs> I've been called worse today. And back for a second time, comedian and author Phoenix West from Loitering in Wonderland Studios. I don't have a long intro like you did, so I'm just going to say hi. That's kind of something that Pete started. Alex and I don't really do long intros either, so I just kind of I, mean, I just I let him go with promos it. in the ring, yo. I, I yeah, he just <laughs> yeah, Pete's a wrestler. You know, <laughs> some people can improv. I'm just not one of them. You know, like even though everything I do is improv, it, it's just I, I I can talk, but as far as doing intro, I give up on it. Yeah, I totally give up. So we we uh, reason we're running a little bit late is because of reasons, but uh, also we had to finish watching our movies because it's been kind of a busy week. I, I wasn't going to say it was you. It was me. I was going to say Pete's watching his Ruby Rose. <laughs> he wouldn't stop. Oh yeah, <laughs> Pete Rose. He don't know how I to know. quit. I, was I literally, the end, I was like, guys, I literally mean? like just just a minute minute before I got in here, I saw the headline in my feet in my feed on Facebook that <laughs> nobody's <laughs> buying tickets to uh, Birds of Prey. He did, and I had to share it because I'm just like. Well, that's a thing because they're already announcing that if you don't see it, you're a misogynist. So, way to alienate sixty-five percent of your fan base right off the bat. It's the Brie Larson Nobody effect. Nobody ever learns it's the Brie Larson <laughs> effect. There's a good, there's a good plug for my video right there. Go check out my Birds of Prey video today. You need to see this movie if you're a man, or else. <laughs> Did you say it's the Brie Larson effect? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of hate clicks on that. Video oh God, too. I love I, making I, Brie Larson videos. It's like low-hanging fruit. I, I should have introduced thought, myself. I'm now a grifter. I, that's the most you are a grifter. <laughs> that's the most clever thing I've ever been called as an insult. Grifter. I want to get a T-shirt that says that. I'm proud to be a. Grifter. You're on EVS's level now. If you're because they call him all the all the uh, the blue check marks call him a grifter. So if you're getting called a grifter, then you're up there with EVS. Can you explain you know, this to me? You you mentioned it to me earlier, but I didn't really know what that meant as far as YouTube goes. Oh, grifter. Yeah. Oh, the, she, like snake oil salesman. It, According to whatever vegetable is is calling me a grifter, um, <laughs> which we've had a lot of fun with this week, just just endless sea of arguing. I, oh, I, I've never enjoyed arguing more in my entire life. I always tell you guys I'm not like, not really a big arguer, but this particular one, oh, just just endless hours of fun because it's like we had a pool going predicting what it what it was going to say next, and yep. We all we nailed every single one. I'm like, and then this is going to come, and then they're going to say that, and then. But then when they said grifter, they pleasantly surprised me. I actually enjoy that. I wear my grifter tag with with uh, with pride. But according to this vegetable that, that called me that, I, I am a grifter because I'm spreading hate speech about Brie Larson and, and getting paid, and, and getting paid for it. We have a hate mob, and we're bullied. now. I did remind this Wait, person that. Paid? I'm not. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say I'm not monetized, but they said, "Well, someday you'll be monetized." <laughs> they said, "Someday you'll be monetized," and then that'll be like Hitler, like when Hitler got followers. So I went from being grifter to Hitler, literally in one comment. Damn, that, that seems legit. For it's, today. A, it's a long okay. Hitler okay. plan. Okay, Brie Larson's plight is not on par with the Jews. They're crazy. <laughs> yeah, please, please let me let me speak to the let me speak to the history of my people when I say Brie Larson has not suffered at all. Not even my, a little uh, bit. My, my path to world domination is, is through my ability to be a grifter on RaidersOfLostFlex.com. So 
Yeah, I've been exposed, folks. You, you heard it here first. But uh, we watched some some movies this week. Um, I will be the first one to admit I didn't hate any of them. Oh no, I love these three. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you like all three of these, Phoenix? I like I, I like two of them. I the third one, you know, I didn't mind it. I wouldn't say I liked it. Two of them I actually liked. I, I had fun watching them. He hated Avenging Force, I'll guarantee it. No. Put money on it. No. Avenging Force. Oh, no. I, 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 you know, I, I wanted to hate Avenging that one. Force. Now, all beyond. Because Dude, it, doesn't, was, it doesn't go with the, it doesn't kind of go with the other one. start off with Avenging Force? Let's start off with that one. Pete, why don't you explain to us the premise of right. Avenging Force? Okay, hang and on. Because also, I just, well, actually, before I get going with that, I want to let you guys know, we're, we're kind of changing the format up a little bit. Oh, God. Each person this week picked well not phoenix because I, I i didn't assign you a movie but okay. Each, okay each one of us picked a movie and then i said whoever picks the movie write down some notes so that i'm not doing like the deer in the headlights thing like i did a week ago when we were trying to talk about Velosa pastor i'm like write down something any dumb thought that comes into your head i took notes for my movie pete did his <laughs> he's probably running to go get his his notes right now no they're there i've got them pulled up on my computer i didn't print them this week oh okay, okay. i was just wondering why you turned your camera off because i have pa- i have pages and pages of notes <laughs> pages and pages about avenging force yes and uh, then he I, walks I, through the woods. I don't even think the script is pages. <laughs> yeah. my, my Batwoman reviews are longer than the script for the entire season. Um, Your Batwoman reviews are Yeah, but there's they characters are. you got to keep track of. This had, like, guy in mask, guy not in mask. <laughs> he walks through woods again. Like, that's oh, the no. note. <laughs> well, you have John P. Ryan, who's Professor Elliot Glastonbury, the head of the Pantangle, the main villain. But let's get into this. Oh, you This deep. is Avenging Force. This was a Golan Globus production, a Canon Films movie. And that's why we love it. Yep. <laughs> Golan four- Globus made some of the best schlock ever oh, made. God, yes. Made uh, $4.7 million at the box office. It was directed by Sam Furstenberg, whose other credits include Interplanetary Surplus Mail and the Amazon Women of Outer Space, Quicksand, Spiders 2, Breeding Ground, Cyber- Cyborg Cop 1 and 2, Blood Warriors, Riverbend, American Ninja 2, The Confrontation, Avenging Force, American Ninja 1985, Break, uh, Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, which is a fucking awesome movie, Ninja 3, The Domination, <laughs> and Revenge of the Ninja from 1983. This starred Michael Dudikoff, Steve James, uh, James Booth, William Wallace, not that William Wallace, John P. Ryan, Carl Johnson, Allison Garrigity, Mark Elermo, and Lauren Farmer were our main players in this. And the basic plot is a senator is targeted by the Pentangle, which is a right-wing paramilitary organization. His pal, former CIA agent, martial artist, tries to help him. The group kidnaps the agent's sister and tries to hunt him down, the most dangerous game style. So... This was a uh, this Pentangle organization. We were talking about this a little bit off air. This was by far, and, and Alex said it best. They this is when they used to do villains right, and they would make not likable villains. But these guys were just blatantly fucking racist, like white supremacists, like openly. Dude, can we talk about that for a second? The that goal, caught me off guard. The Golden Globus villains. Yes. Okay. okay let, let's take you back to movies that you guys probably remember. Remember Cobra? Oh God, I love Cobra. Remember Cobra's New World amazing. Order with the hammer shit. Yep. Cling, cling, cling. <laughs> so, yeah, these guys are like extreme racist, right oh wing. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I can't even. I, um, I, this is, and I love this movie because I love Steve James and Michael Dudikoff in the American Ninja movies. I, fu- I Those are some of my Okay, favorite. so that guy was an American Ninja. I didn't oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. just dream yep. that because I'm like, yeah. wasn't he? And, nope. and I was wondering, I'm like, am I watching a sequel to American Ninja? I think these it's two, in three out of five of them. These two are right? the main characters in those. Mm hmm. 
And uh, so the, our, the opening scene of the movie is really cool. The sequence, actually, because it shows the Pentangle members hunting down these guys in the woods who you later find out when they eventually are dispatched. Literally both, the best scene in the movie, right? Yeah, right both, at the beginning. Yep, yeah. Both of them. Well, that, that and the ranch scene. They're, oh, yeah. uh, ranch they're Secret Service agents. So these guys basically hunt these people for sport. That's when we meet Matt, his sister, and grandfather on their secluded horse farm and ranch. We're introduced to Larry and his family. He's running for senator. That's uh, Steve James running for senator. And Matt and his family travel to New Orleans to join Larry and his wife and two sons for a Mardi Gras parade. And Matt finds out that there's a militant right-wing organization that are after Larry, this Pentangle, which I find it's kind of odd that they've already been contacting him and he kind of knows who they are. So during the Mardi Gras parade, which is this sequence is so wonky and it's beautiful. It was so 1980 where I was like, literally like these people have a mask on for like 10 seconds and quickly take them off so that yep. the entire audience knows not just the audience, mm. but all of the people at Mardi Gras. And yep. I know Mardi Gras because <laughs> I've been to two of them. I yeah. went to Mardi Gras in 95 and 96. There's a lot of people. Also, is the cleanest Mardi Gras I've ever seen. Yeah, I was going to say that's way cleaner than actual Mardi Gras. Especially for a Golden Globus. You know, I I saw a lot of bush and a lot of boobs when I went to Mardi Gras. But then again, (laughs) that was 95. So, Mm. yeah, it was funny because like these, the Pentangle guys, they kill like what, like eight or nine of these just security clowns. They're just running in front of the gunfire. They're like NPCs in the video game. It's almost like they go out of their way to kill the the civilians in this movie. Did you notice all the Larry, Larry is sitting on the float and they're just like shooting in the fucking crowd. I'm like, what the fuck? He's right there. Yeah. All the squibs Um, go like this. Right chest, left chest. Yep. Everybody has two exact boom, boom. Yep. (laughs) It's like they, they saved money on the effects by making all the gunshot victims exactly the fucking guy that did squibs that day. That was the only one that he knew where to go. He's hung over. He's like, oh, fucking right chest, left chest. I don't know. Right Come chest, on. left chest. God damn it. Uh. I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. It had it had all the canon films, uh, bad echoed gunfire and poorly choreographed martial arts that we've come to love. Don't forget bad ADR and the little oh, girl. Gosh. The oh, girl. Man. The girl. Is she ADR through the entire fucking Is movie? she an alien? I have no idea. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I gotta find a picture of this girl. Let's see if she's. Are you talking girl. about the the younger sister? Yeah, but her for introductory scene when they're like he's uh trying to he's yeah. grabbing like cattle or something and yep. and she's like on a fence calling him in and she's just like mada 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 like it's does and she's moving her mouth like the yep. voice does not match up no. with the size of her body either. It's, it sounded almost like Bart Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> it was what's what's your name that does the voice? Um, oh, I can't think of it offhand, but uh, you're so Lee Smith. Yeah, Yeardley Smith. That's yeah. it. Uh, let's see. He, oh yeah. The, so that the final the final assailant that was running away was fucking great because it's um what's his name? He played it's Andrew Parker's the character's name. That is bah, 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 bah. let me see. Did I even put? Oh, that's Lauren Farmer's the actor, and he really looked like uh, you guys remember Friday Thirteenth Part Six, right? Remember the paintball scene in the woods where the guy gets his arms and shit ripped off. That's who that guy from Parker reminded me of. Was that little nerd in Friday the 13th that got like just shredded because he shot Jason like six times at Point Blake with a paintball gun. He's like, oh my God. And then just took that off running. That was the best part in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was. But so he, I, I love like the chase scene where he's on the roof and he's wearing, he, he never loses his little like 1950s campaign style hat. Like yeah. I was like, was that left from David Duke's run for president? Like, did you like keep that fucking hat or what, dude? Like, really? <laughs> I, I was almost expecting him to zoom in again. I thought I was going to say make Canon films great again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So no, uh, nothing, no love. Trigger warning. 
I got uh, I got my I got my Golden Globus uh, twenty twenty hashtag up there though. Hey, Orion, so, Orion came back. Did they really? Yeah. Orion Films. Orion Films came back. Orion put out the movie I watched last night. Believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to see? go see uh, uh, Gretel and Hansel. That was. An I got to watch film. that. How 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 was it? Was it all right? <laughs> Silence. I'll watch your review after we're off air. I haven't got a chance to I watch it. I kind of want to watch that now. Not the movie. I was going to say, you just told on yourself. You did, obviously didn't watch that review. I, I, I didn't get to watch it yet. I really didn't. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll catch watch. I always play catch up. That's cool. I, I, I do the same them. thing. Yeah. I, yep. Uh, let's see. So uh, let's see here. Your, your, your bio and description is really in-depth. I'm really proud yeah, of you Yeah, we're right all going to look like a bunch of assholes now after you're done. <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm proud of you. Like, you really like, went for it, man. But now I'm just like, I'm be, looking at my little, my paltry little page of notes. And I'm like, I'm, yeah, but dude, I'm obsessive compulsive when it comes to like note-taking and detail. Okay. So okay. I, I mean, well, I, I seen his Batwoman reviews. When yeah, I go back, to I have not. Pete, I'm going to have you take notes for me. So, I don't dude, I am seriously, I am fucking amazing at taking notes. I like, feel like you, t- you wrote the book on Avenging Force. I did. <laughs> You're going to write. I, I wrote the, I wrote the, the companion the novel. <laughs> I wrote the compendium in the companion novel. So Matt loses uh, Michael Dudikoff. He loses this assailant, and uh, we then we, we retreated to a beautiful scene at the uh, Pentangle headquarters when we see a kendo stick martial arts demonstration put on by two of our members afterwards, Glastonbury, who is the leader of the Pentangle gives a nationalistic racist speech, including racist, racist, racial, racist epithets uh, to the, all the men in attendance who are white mustachioed uh, men drumming up fear using immigration. Of course, boy, if, uh, if that, if that nail wasn't whacked on the head, fucking 20. Oh. Check out the big brain on bread. You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> then we, we find out during the celebration, uh, Glastonbury gets a note a la Michael Scott in the office and finds out that the hit <laughs> wasn't successful. So Matt and his family are escorted to the Richards home, which has been graffitied with a bunch of racial slurs. Which backward is, swastika. Yeah, a backwards. I was like, you didn't even do that right. I, I, I feel like the, one of the Globus guys drew that in there at the last Probably. Minute. Put the, that's the swastika on the, yeah. the, put They the, didn't even know what it looked like. There was that ah, fuck it. Love that happens guys. a lot in movies where they put it backward. I almost wonder if that's a thing movies try to do, like having fake money. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, like Surf Nazis Must Die? Yeah. She has a backwards one on her face, too. I, I, is that- here's the thing. The backwards Nazi symbol is actually a real symbol. I think they're what they call it, the kanju. It's a Japanese symbol. That's right. It. It is he's, a real he's right. Yeah, I remember reading that somewhere. So, so they, they, they go to a safe house, um, and Matt Matt's it's right because Matt finds out that the Pentangle plays the most dangerous game, and to be a member, you have to kill a human. So, Admiral Brown, who's like the ch- in charge of like these quote unquote secret service guys that Matt's a part of, tries to recruit Matt to go undercover, and he refuses. Uh, you see, Glastonbury is like chastising the little weasel guy because they screwed up the assassination attempt. Uh, Laval tries to make excuses. That's another one. Of, that's the that's the guy with the white mask. Charlie Laval's the one with the white mask and like the jumpsuit. They use the katanas. I like that guy. Yep, I I, I dug his. I dug yeah. the outfit, the <laughs> weapons. Him and the like I said, him and the BDSM Croc Master Village people looking guy. Yeah, it, it, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, Croc the the GI Joe Croc was taken from this guy yep. right here. Quick yep. question: yep. Which one is Kane Hodder? I saw he's in this movie. I'm trying to figure out who he was. Well, let's find out here. I didn't think Kane Hodder was in this. I didn't see his it's name. It's on IMDb. Right. If you look at the Re- full, really? full cast and crew there, click on full cast and crew at the bottom there. Let's see. Because I'm, I'm on IMDb. I don't see Kane Hodder. Keep going down. 
Oh, here we go. Bam. Full cast. It says thug. thug. That's all it says. The whole movie, I'm sitting there like freeze framing. That's why I was late. <laughs> just, I'm freeze framing. Okay. Yeah. Trying to figure out who he was. I was looking up pictures of Kane Hodder. I couldn't find him. Warehouse. It, it must have been the, the, the like scrapyard warehouse yeah, battle. Scrap, it must be one of those. Because you got to remember, he ain't this famous just yet. No. 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 At well, this point, he's not. Jason's around at this point. Yeah. But he's still not Kane. He's this not is famous, 1986, but, so this is Friday the 13th Part 6 territory. But I did think. he have a mask on? Yeah, I don't think Kane Hodder played him until, I want to say New York, the Jason Takes Manhattan. Did Which is Part 7. Oh, that was, in 19, yeah, that was like eight, 87 or 88. Yeah, the next year. Yeah. I think it was 88. Yep. Yeah. Okay. He's not quite that famous okay. yet. No, no. So uh, let's see. So we go uh, Larry's family, Grandpa and Sarah. They go back to uh, Matt's ranch. And Larry and Matt. Now, this I love this scene because this leads into that big battle at the scrapyard. And, uh, well, it's more or less just Michael Dudikoff and Steve James dispensing with henchmen. And, uh, you know, they, they get uh, that, what's his name, Parker. Um that that chasing, I love that lifted square body. You know, Chevy. these two guys here are almost as cool, if not cooler, than uh, the guys from Lethal Weapon. They're Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. They like, totally are. This is but this is these guys are buddy cop material. They yep. just they don't they're do all the too old. They don't they're do not. all the jokes, but they definitely got the action down. Like rest they, in they, rest they, in peace, Steve James. They play well off of each other. Oh man, Steve the James passed away. Yeah, stuff. I like Steve James. Yep. Michael Michael Dudikoff was great, but Steve James just like he was like funny. He was funnier. He had more of a personality. I like him a lot. Uh, yeah, I wrote down in one of my notes. Sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. M- Michael Dudikoff is Keanu Reeves after a trimectomy. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him, but he just had no charm at all. No, no, no. He's he's like a, he's a really good martial artist, and he's good at the action stuff. Yeah, but you don't want to rely just, on him speaking. Like his, yeah, he's stone face. If like my, he has Brie Larson reign. <laughs> If my sister dies, I'll hold everyone here responsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene at the end of the movie Just, when he walks in there. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It's an old movie. Sorry. I think we're yeah. past spoiler yep. points. Yeah. It, it came out in 86. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this, not, this one is free to watch, ladies and gentlemen, yep. on YouTube. So if you want to check this out after the show, I highly recommend Avenging yeah. Forest. I was extremely entertained by it. Uh, okay, can we get to the fact that uh, two things I want to mention? Yeah. Bad guys in the 80s, just thugs in general. And I, I notice this a lot when I'm watching Miami Connection. The thugs always have the worst job in the world. They literally just stand around and wait to be killed in yep. every single movie. Just bored all day, holding Uzi, standing there, not even talking, just standing there staring off into space. I'm thinking, all how, do gangs, only coats and shit. how did gangs re- acquire people in the 80s? It seems to me like it's the most boring <laughs> worthless thankless job in the universe to just stand around and wait to be killed i picture an open casting call Uzi? yeah <laughs> you think you do like an open casting call like they're filling the role for the actual movie itself just like anybody with little moral standards go ahead and show up at the warehouse here on tuesday at 3 p.m <laughs> it will take you i would make such a good like villain like just like i i would dude <laughs> see but that's the thing is like i couldn't play like some like thought like just nameless like faceless well, that's like, the other thing like, like, gay. i'd have to have love because i can monologue like a fucking the bad guys in canon films <laughs> are so they're so over the top that they're yes. fun like just oh. fun villains they're just what? like cartoonish as hell what's like, his, uh, uh the guy that played glastonbury what's his name john ryan uh, let's see. Yeah, John P. Ryan, that played uh, Glastonbury, the, the the head of the Pentangle. He oh, okay. is so melodramatic and just fucking amazing. Like, 
the the fight scene at the end it's of like the movie. It's like he's having fun with it. Yeah, oh, he's absolutely. really having fun. He's chewing the scenery and he's having fun. Oh. And I was buying it. I'm like, you know, this guy is like the biggest dirtbag piece of shit in the world. But God damn it, he's making me laugh. He all, really all is. All the villains, uh, him and the bald guy, What's that was uh, oh. Jeb Wallace. Jeb Wallace was the character's name. Uh, I called I him we, the guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, that's what he looked like. He had the exact same things over his shoulders yep. and he like yep. no shirt. Yep. Come on, man. Was Come hit on, with no. a propeller. Uh, the, the actor, the actor's name, Carl Johnson. And I put in my notes, bald guy looks like, looks like crock master, but gay. <laughs> looks like you without a beard. <laughs> uh, you, you, no, no, I'm much prettier. He had a beard. No, he just had a little mustache, didn't he? I thought he just had a little No, mustache. you're right. He did have a mustache. He just had a mustache. That was the quickest drum roll ever. <laughs> you abandon that shit quick. I felt like I was going to interrupt something really important. I was, I was, I was, and also, I was looking for a different clip. I was going and, to do that. Since you mentioned it, Pete. I'd buy that for a dollar. Can do the RoboCop thing? <laughs> yep. Yes. Pete, the, since you just mentioned the, the ending there, uh, I know we're not there yet, but. That's fine. I couldn't help but notice he, he's elderly. Yeah. He's Why old. is it such it's a like, struggle? It was like it was like I said it was like George Costanza fighting his dad at Festivus, except <laughs> yeah. the, the reverse results. I was like, it's the Festivus feats of strength. Except well, if you fad for non grandpa, and you just fucking impale him. I won't even say that because Jerry Stiller is old, but yeah, you know George Costanza is still fat and old too. This guy's in shape yep. as hell and is yeah. trained for this shit. So it's not even. Yep. Yeah, it should just be a kick in the chest down the stairs, and he's done. But no, he got he fucking he had that tourniquet wrapped around yeah. Dudikoff's neck. He kept twisting that shit. But all right, I so like let's that. See oh, can we talk about another scene? I yeah, just, I just don't remember. That. I wish I would have taken better notes for this one. I only took notes for the one. The one well, that I was. I, I'm glossing over mine because we'd be we'd be at this for three no, hours. No, that's fine. I feel like that's would fine. Be. Throw them out there. But th- there's a part where uh, let's talk about when they're at the uh, the house. Okay, like the, the ranch, ranch invasion. Yeah, ranch invasion. Yeah. Dudikoff gets an arrow through the ankle. Yeah. And well, somehow like, that never comes back again, ever. And also, in ten days. Did you notice that the kid gets thrown off of the roof? The body that they yeah. like, like the dummy that they throw off the roof, bounces, and yet the kid still moves. When, but then they go over and they shoot the fucking kid anyway. Yep. And I'm like, he survived all of that, only you, to be killed again by these assholes. When you got up before we went on air me and Alex were talking about it. I said did you see the dummies bounce off that roof because Dudikoff's dummy landed right on top of the kid's dummy <laughs> and it would have broke his fucking neck and they still shoot him I mean this is like some commando level bad action oh, you know yeah. it's like I, I, I love that movie because all the special effects have not aged well at all you no. know but this is one of them it's, it's like the, the bodies bounce on, and I don't know if that's just the fact that HD has not been kind to movies like this you know high definition but yeah, watching the bodies bounce. I mean, that was the only thing that was kind of a bummer. It's like those people went through all of that only to get murdered any fucking way. Like, damn it, really? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I laughed. Like when I remember watching that scene as a kid, and I'm like, "Well, this is freaking badass." I'm like, because yeah. I was, I was, because I was probably like, that movie came out when I was like six. I think I saw it when I was like probably like seven or eight years old. I was watching that with my, I think I watched it with my mom. And like I made her record it, so I because I sat there and I've, I've watched this movie probably about I don't know at least ten times. Like that was the first time I've watched it, and, and honestly, like over a decade, I haven't seen it. And I didn't know I, you'd seen I, it before. 
I want I want to buy this one. I really do. Like I told my wife, I'm like, my birthday, you know, is coming up in a couple of months. I'm like, if you buy me a Canon Films collection, it has Avengers. That's Force the thing. I, I've been and, and looking American for Ninja movies. I'll be happy as fuck. There's no there's no like complete Canon Films collection that I can find. If they yeah. made one, I would fork down any amount of money for it. So you think I've they would? T- I've been slowly going. I've been slowly going and buying every single one of them that yeah. I can find that I don't already have. The problem with Canon Films is if you buy one, you usually are stuck buying one that you already have. Like you yeah. wind up getting multiple copies of the same movie. I just like, can't stocking stuffers at Christmas. I think I got a couple of copies of American Ninja now, but uh, yeah, those are those movies are great. But yeah, this one, like I said, I had seen the American Ninja movies uh, at least one of them before I saw this one. I've so, only ever seen the first one. I, the American, I have the first oh, one on Blu-ray. Yeah, I I seen what's there's like four or five of them. I think I've seen I like think it's five. five or six of them. I think I've seen four. I know yeah. I've seen four of them. I haven't. Seen, I don't think I've seen all of them, but. Uh, so let's see here. I'm getting uh, I'm getting sidetracked. I was like the oh. worst one. Yeah. Did you notice that this movie too? Like I was I was confused watching because when he ran into to uh, what's this guy's name again right here? Which one? The, oh, I'm sorry. You're not seeing where I'm pointing. Oh, I'm on the screen. I'm back on the, the, the guy on the right. Uh, oh, the not, black guy. Steve yeah, James. not my not my Steve, Steve James. Steve James. He has okay, a name. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Steve James. I couldn't remember the name. So when he runs into Steve <laughs> James, he's trying yeah. really hard not to say the black guy. <laughs> not, not Denzel, yeah, not Denzel Washington and not uh, Danny Glover. Would you guy. say the white guy? The black and white duo of the eighties. <laughs> not Action Jackson. No, no. Well, actually, uh, there was two because you had Wilder and uh, you had Wilder and Richard Pryor, uh, Glover and uh, not, was it, yeah Danny Glover and uh, Mel, Mel Gibson, Gibson from Lethal Weapon. Okay, Chris Tucker. So, oh wait. So Rick James, no, Steve James. Uh, <laughs> he ain't the super freak. I would love to see him and Rick James in the movie together. Holy shit. That would have been fucking hilarious. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> They're after my family. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug, Steve yeah. James. I'd buy that for a dollar. You can't buy cocaine you for a dollar. You. But uh, what I was getting at was these two guys, this movie goes like a really long amount of time before establishing any of these characters like they're just oh, yeah. not into that shit like they don't start establishing any kind of a story yep. or character background until like the middle of the movie almost like i don't even know who michael dudikoff is it's like it could be kevin bacon from footloose it could be you know well, you pick uh, up little bits because they, they just they give the information and like i said i have this all detailed I, and then I'm thinking, i'll be releasing a review of this movie was he really originally supposed to be chuck norris because that belt buckles out of control you know, i think I mean, so it was, like also, pre- it was a prelude to Walker. The good guys in these show always have a big giant four by four truck. So I'm thinking Golden yep. Globus was just obsessed with that. Was like the be all end all of of American. That's America's a big Chevy square achievement. Body you have to have the biggest Chevy truck you can possibly get, and the bigger it is, the more successful you are. I don't know. I was confused. And then when he saw him, I'm like, wait a minute, is this American Ninja <laughs> yep. sequel? Did they just change the name because they couldn't get like American Ninja part whatever in there? Because I'm like. And then it's I thought, okay, are these guys dude. Vietnam buddies? And yes, it, they it, are. It takes a really long time to establish how these two know each other. Well, you see a picture of them together in like in the jungle and like combat gear. This is so, old school. This is the '80s back when we didn't have to have exposition. Yep. Oh yeah, you narrated over the top of everything. Exposition, yeah. everything. Yeah. I did have a note that was like, did they ex- have a line that I missed where they're like both ex-special forces because yes, he seems like are. a politician mm-hmm. that's they just suddenly like yep. let's kill these motherfuckers i i, I figured like, that he was cia wasn't he like on secret the president's? service yeah secret service so and yeah he was secret service so he was on the president's detail at one point but yeah. i wasn't sure how he knew rick james 
I hope you keep saying it. I just want to make sure you guys are paying attention. I hope you keep saying it. <laughs> they uh, they worked together. They had detail together, and they were in the military together before the Secret Service. And then Steve James went into politics, and Michael Dudikoff went into his ranch. Is this after. in a prequel I missed? Or nope. nope. Or this one is, this photograph is, showed that this all. Is, this is all lines from the movie. Inter, 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 intermixed throughout the entire movie. I will admit, there was a number of times in this movie, because I was running late, and I hate being late, that I kept going, fast forward 10 seconds, fast forward 10 seconds. I had to, to be here on yeah. semi on time. You, you wouldn't want to watch it on double time, or, no. or, or half speed, or anything like that. Yeah, it would take, take away from how fun it is. But it, it, it's almost, I bet you probably want to go back and maybe watch it another time. If I would have watched it on uh, double time, I would have missed that girl speaking the, the elderly woman who spoke over that little girl, and that, that would have ruined the movie for me. This was really distracting because it's like, <laughs> yeah. God, the lip sync ain't even matching up. You know, it's, it's almost like I, I haven't seen it that bad since like the Spaghetti Western trilogy with Clint Eastwood. It was know, almost Mr. Mama. Ed. Like they shoved a bunch of peanut butter in the girl's mouth to get her to speak like a person. Like, <laughs> like, like they do with Mr. Ed? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like they just put a little bit in there, and the girl was like, Wilbur. and they put a dialogue over that shit. It was distracting. I, I thought that as I, I was like, did they just get like a really bad performance out of her or something? Or could she just genuinely not speak? Or I don't, I, I don't know. But my main complaint about this movie is they clearly are setting up the fact that these two guys are here on screen are going to end up in like a hunt. They're going to have to survive. They're going to have to do this. I, I thought it was going to be both of them. Obviously, it doesn't yep. happen. But I was kind of hoping it would have been. You assume it that's, would be, but it took 62 minutes. That was. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I, I th- When they finally get to the bayou and they have 62 the big minutes. boil and everything, yeah. I, I, I was really enjoying that because like, you don't see a lot of like New Orleans in movies, like generally, especially not in the backwoods and the bayous, you know, and they were out there playing the, uh, uh, what do they call it, Zydeco. Like, they had the Zydeco music going. The washboard. Yeah, with the washboard and all that. I mean, they were <laughs> way out there. And it looked course, like Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. <laughs> it, they got the the early trans woman out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Getting the daughter ready for prostitution amongst the oh, crab oil people. Apparently, she was thrown into the acid river because she just <laughs> never came back out. Yeah. That but, What was funny was they're like... <laughs> Maybe you guys aren't ready for maybe you guys aren't ready for human trafficking, but your kids are gonna love it. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, it was like a horror face painting carnival going on with a little girl. Yeah, and then they had guys outside with like BB guns that even though they weren't cocking the gun, if they raised their gun, it would go. Yep, and I was like, they're not cocking it at all. Yeah, (laughs) he never once racked a shell in there. No effort, people, effort. Yeah. But, uh, the, yeah, the girl looked like she was getting ready to be married to Lopan from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Like, I was waiting for, like, the pin to go in the top of her head. <laughs> like, uh, I no, will marry please. both girls with green eyes. <laughs> yep, that, oh, uh, that's a terrible impression. The, the, Where the are we kill, with plot? The kill scenes in the... Uh, of the the pentango guys were great like i I am i'm seriously going to do a video review of this movie because i wrote such detailed notes i want to narrate the i want to narrate the death scenes so bad to this like i really do so did they just bury this i can't the reason i can't find this movie at at the local walmart because there's like a lot of racist stuff in it or i mean it's not like a racist movie because clearly clearly these are the anti-racist movie yeah i love the fact that walmart won't sell that shit but they'll sell like all the fucking like screen or uh, 
Michael Myers movies and all these like horror movies, but they won't sell like any That's album the joke, that has Phoenix. A- is I bought I bought my Canon Films collection, the one that has all the eight movies on it. I bought that in a Walmart bin. Yeah, they're, I'm like, they're how is this five dollars? They're hypocrites. <laughs> yep. There's movies that yeah, all the missing actions, which I love. It's got Exterminator uh, two and Ninja three, the domination, which is great. Uh, if, oh yeah. Anybody's never seen that. That's one you have to see. I mean, you just you. That's the possession one. Cyborg, which was a good time. I mean, I don't think there was a bad movie on there. I watched every single one. The Cyborg, I have to admit, I didn't like it at first, but I'm kind of starting to come around now. Like I, I think it's aged well. You know, I mean, they made like 18 of them, but you know, the original Cyborg, <laughs> it's got some pretty cool moments in. But anyways, I don't want to derail it. But so we get to the Bayou, and we have one of the coolest fight scenes because it rains the entire time and that's not set like set rain that's like actual rain like those guys are out there yeah you could tell in the mud around that shit in the bayou filming in the rain and everything looks really good it does yeah it's got a little little bit of mist in there you could tell it's real as opposed to earlier in the beginning when he fights in the rain you could tell it's a you could tell it was fake but this one the ending i loved i really did i was just yeah like, yep, the, 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 it really it, it it really goes up a notch. At the end, it's like you're sitting on the edge of your chair, like yeah, fuck. I'm watching canon films, and I'm not predicting the ending here because it's like so far, yeah. We really thought that you know the buddy cop team was probably going to wind up the end because they pretty much take down all of the bad guys at the shipyard in the middle of the show. But nope, not so much. He didn't make dies it. in a fire. What? Yeah, that's it, man. It's like Died you in kill fire. off one of yeah. your main protagonists in like the middle of the <laughs> yeah. second act of the movie. It's like, damn, you you really don't know. You you really subverted my expectations in they a good su- way, they though. Su- they subverted my expectations, like, but I was you... not disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whatever you do, make sure you save my son. Just save my son. I promise. <laughs> and he never does. Five minutes later, son's dead. <laughs> yeah. And he fell. And you not only did he get killed, but you fell off the roof on top of that kid, man. <laughs> killed the son in front of him. How I still expected him to come back. At the end, <laughs> I really did. He's that. He's that strong. Yeah. Uh, he fell yeah. into the fire back into the house, and I was like, "Oh, he'll be back later." I just assumed he's gonna escape too. He's just like, "Fuck this fire!" and he's punching the fire, and knocking it he out. Got, he got shot in the back <laughs> and took an arrow through yeah. the back. He's like, "Yeah, fuck this." That never yep. comes back either. Like we never see him with like a bandage on his leg or anything. It's just like he gets an arrow through the leg, and yeah. then he just shows up, crawls through the swamp to get to the, the crawdad boil, and yep. then. Uh, has the big uh, they're hunting him at the end and of course he he takes out all of the guys and i would put that scene i would actually say it's better than some of the best action scenes in in rambo first blood part two well between between the time that uh michael dudikoff got shot at the ranch uh invasion and when he goes out to the crawfish crawl there was like you got a 10 day time lapse there so he had a little bit of time to heal, which 10 days to take an arrow through the leg, you're not going to heal. But there was a 10-day time lapse because the bosses, uh, the Secret Service bosses or whoever those guys were in the safe house, were, they, they said they, there was a one-off line about, well, it's been 10 days. He's got to be dead. And the one, the Admiral Brown, uh, James Booth's character was like, no, 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 he's not dead. If, if, I, if he was dead, blah, blah, blah. He goes, no, he's not dead. He's, he's out there. So they they, they kind of had an idea. It was like, but there there was a time lapse there. Now was the film hinting that that might be a bad guy, like he yes. might be a bad guy. Yes. That's what I it, thought. I, I was making sure I didn't miss that. I'm like, nope. they're they're kind of really hinting that maybe he's one of them, but you don't really ever see him do anything that says yes, he's the bad guy. I miss this. this movie sets up for the sequel we deserve. Now look, goddamn it, Hollywood, where's our keep- sequel? You keep- I'm pretty sure Michael Dudikoff is not going to come back and do a sequel. I'm pretty sure he would. 
He would. Is he, he going to say no? Yeah. Is he going to say no? He. Yeah, I read that there's Canon Films is sending him up as like the next big guy, like the next Charles Bronson. They really were. They and then they, they collapsed. Material. But then Canon the fell is, apart. He, yeah, he has everything. He has the same emotional range as Chuck Norris. He really does. It's, it's I, like they're, he no? has something a little more. He has humanity behind his eyes, not just like a piece yeah. of wood. Uh, I don't like Charles Nor- or Chuck Norris that much. I, I really don't. Uh, uh, <laughs> Pete at, at least... looks like he's going to come at you through the camera. <laughs> Where's the thing? I don't I like Chuck him. Norris that much, but you could tell yeah. Dudikoff is a I'm person. <laughs> Here's the thing. Walker, Texas Ranger, love the show. Chuck Norris memes are awesome, but Chuck Norris as a person ain't exactly the best human being on the planet. No. That's just it. And and with Chuck Norris, for me, it begins and ends with missing an action, and he really didn't have to do much in those movies. They're just kind of, like, fun to watch, but not really because of him. He's not an actor, though. Don't sleep on Delta Force. I like Delta Force. Those those movies were they were campy and fun too, man. Like I said, Asian I got my USA. Yeah. I, I got my I got my Delta Force uh, drinking glass <laughs> sets uh, that are still in the original packaging. Hey, I'll Invasion USA. He fucked that. He fucked that office right up. He shut all those hey, cubicles Delta up. Delta Force got nothing. <laughs> like, nothing. Fuck, fucked up his, a perfectly good shopping mall. Yeah. <laughs> it's got nothing on his greatest movie, Sidekicks. <laughs> top top dog. So I thought you were going but with yeah, that. I, I remember hearing somewhere that Michael Dudikoff at one point was tapped to play Spider-Man like a long time ago when they were trying to they were trying to do a Spider-Man. Really? Yeah, they were trying to do a Spider-Man back in the early Golden 90s. Globus was oh, going to do yeah. Yeah. And, I don't and Captain know if America. Globus. Yeah, it was he, Golden Globus. It was canon. Yeah. They tried to do him in Captain America too. Yeah. yeah. The weird thing is, even though he can't act, I could see him as a Peter Parker. He does look I like could. Peter I was, yeah. The whole time I was watching that, especially watching him shinny up the side of a building, yeah. I'm like... Keep in if, mind, if, it's him at that age, though. Yeah. Playing Peter Parker as, like, a 37-year-old. Like, it would yeah. be the older Peter Parker, but I'm thinking to myself... Like, everyone wants. That's in what we some, want now. Okay, in, yeah. in some alternate realm, all right, in some, some you know... <laughs> the Spider-Verse. Spider, exactly, the Spider-Verse. <laughs> okay. There is a Michael Dudikoff Spider-Man movie. I, I take it now with him as 50-something-year-old. He's probably still I'll, a fucking badass. He kicked my ass. I'll take Michael Dudikoff over Tom Holland. I'll, I don't care. I'll do it. That's why I love you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I love you, man. I don't Michael agree, but I'd still take it because it made me Michael laugh like crazy. Tell Iron Man to shove that armor where it doesn't belong. <laughs> 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 Can Dude, you insert tea, Peter? Get your own tea. I will kick you right square in that. There, face. There'd be something kind of cool about seeing Michael Dudikoff dressed up like Spider Man, just like picking his teeth with a knife or something and telling somebody to shove his iron suit up his ass. That I would be pretty funny. You know? I just want to see you like insert, like put like some Photoshop CGI and put Dudikoff over Tom Holland's face where Iron Man grabs him and is like, oh, like glad he's shit. alive. And he's just like, who the fuck's this guy? But it'd be hilarious because of the age, because they're almost the same age. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a weird I, I love did. story. I fucking I, I absolutely love that. The um my my probably my favorite fight out of the last like sequence of the movie, the of the you know, the four pentangle guys was uh was Crockmaster dude. I love that one. That's because he was like one of my favorite baddies in that movie. But of course, you know, you got the main you one. You brought me to a good point that I wanted to mention. I wish I would have wrote this down, but I'm glad you made me remember this. Okay, so the first guy that he takes out is the samurai sword yes. guy with the mask that I've yep. been talking about. That is um, uh, Lavelle is the character's name, Charles Lavelle. Okay, why, after he killed him, did he not just take his clothes and put them on? I don't know. He did you not think about ma- that? Yep. Like, that's the first like, thing I would have done. It had a hole through it. He fucking sword. 
you you could have hid that shit. Like yep. okay, so so he's like, uh, you know, you don't have to say anything. Yeah. You find the other guys, they don't react right away, and then you just chop their fucking head off with the costume on. It had Am blood on it. Too much he's like, sense. He's like icky blood. Ugh. He, he no, it's got a hole through it. I gotta have clean threads. No. <laughs> yeah, because Crocmaster finds him right at the same place where he kill almost where he killed the other guy because he went back to look for the little girl and she had gone. Of course, she leaves to go looking for him. I'm like. Hey, dumbass, he told you to stay right there. Of course, leave it to a fucking kid not to listen. <laughs> she left. Yeah, that, that confused that the shit out of me. That kid was rough, man. That yeah. kid was rough around the edges. <laughs> like it, 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 I think they were probably, Golden Globe was probably thinking, we shouldn't have hired the kid. We're going to have to dub in the voice. And <laughs> we put on whole makeup on the kid. She put up no fight. <laughs> like She seemed like she wanted to be there. Look, you can't blame that kid. Every no. promise he told her, he caught a lot of butt. Don't worry, I'll protect. I'll protect Steve James. Nope, I'll protect those kids. Nope. nope. Don't worry, Grandpa's gonna make it through. Is nope. Grandpa dead? Yes. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna bring that up. Pedophile, Grandpa. I was waiting for him to say something else or say something real deep and meaningful. He's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so the the dramatic the dramatic keyboard music that they use in this when uh, they had those little tender moments between uh, Allison Gergety and um, Michael Dudikoff. Holy wonky fucking writing, Batman! Like <laughs> Jesus, God in heaven! Like I was writing better like dialogue than that when I was like in eighth grade. Like I could. I mean, that was like that, that's, that's when like, you were writing your Avenging Force fan fiction, right? That yes, yeah, yeah. that's like the writers' room one on one shit right there. Like it was bad. I'm like, oh, and and the ooh, the wife's making popcorn. Um, I smell it. Uh, the um, the goddamn uh, the goddamn um, he lost his train of thought. Popcorn. I did. I smell popcorn. Popcorn to the train right there. That's amazing. I got the shiny. <laughs> I got squirrel. I got the munchie. Like, like you about to kiss the ball headed guy. I'm gonna make a meme out of that. Send me that fucking picture, Adam. You gonna put yourself oh into that? That that is getting memed. That is so. Yeah, but this no the the movie man. I I I love this movie. I really do. It's one of my childhood favorites. Like of these like off kilter B movies that I used to like watch all the time because my like Showtime and I would well, sit there. Well, I'll tell and just, like, you what. You kind of you kind of derailed. Like I I wasn't like the intending to have a theme this week. But you kind of derailed a little bit. Like I, I had like this kind of like okay, boobs and aliens and girls. We could keep this theme going. And then Pete comes out, and goes, "Let's do Avenging Force." And then I, I thought, "Oh, Pete totally derailed it." Then I saw Canon Films logo, and I'm like, "Yep, we're doing that." Because I never say no to Canon Films. I, I love almost everything that they've done. Even the really bad stuff is still fun. Yeah, their shit was never boring. It, it no. was always. Really premium quality cheese. They spent money on this movie too. That New Orleans uh, Mardi Gras scene looks great. They filmed that in down, like right downtown. I was going to say that was actually shot on location. Yeah, I've been in the French Quarter. I recognized all that shit. Yeah, that's right. That was. I mean, obviously they couldn't do it during Mardi Gras, but there was enough extras in there to at least fool me. I mean, they had a full parade. It did. It didn't look stupid. That's the the most amazing thing. And I I figured they're doing that to to save money later when they're running around the woods. But (laughs) even the wood scenes impressed me. So this is my favorite movie of the night, surprisingly. Yeah, you know what the the uh, the the action scene like, like I said, it was watching that on high definition. I was just like really impressed. I'm like, how did they keep the crew from getting sick making this movie? They held up. The, the, oh yeah, they, up in this movie. Get in really. there. It, lo- it looks great. Yeah, 
Like that's that's one thing. Like you you you're really hard pressed to say about a Canon Films production <laughs> yeah. that the fucking effects and everything holds up, and it's 2020, and this came out in 1986. Yep. Um, but no, man, I, I do. I, it's funny because like my sister, uh, my youngest sister, lived in New Orleans, right downtown, because uh, she graduated from Tulane. Um, she lived there for like ten years, and she went to Mardi Gras every year. And we watched this together actually over the holidays one year, uh, about ten years ago. And she was she was laughing about it. A solid goes, holiday family. Bonding it it was, yeah. man. We were we were drunk, and I'm like, we just put it on I, at my mom's house. We we had the fuck because my mom saw the VCR hooked up at that time. We're talking, you know, this is 2010, and we're joking around. We're all drunk. I'm like, let's watch fucking, uh, and I dug through some of the tapes. I'm like, Avenging Force. So he pulled out the VHS for Avenging Force to watch that. And my little sister said that. She goes, yeah, this is this is pretty well, like, this is right. This is actual shot in New Orleans because then we watched the credits. And I'm like, and he little looked it up. I'm like, yep, it was yeah. shot down, you know, in New Orleans. I'm like, that's pretty cool for them to pull that shit off. Or, uh, uh, my like said, mom used to let me watch that kind of stuff too. And it almost came to a crashing halt. Cause when I was watching commando and the big fight at the end with Bennett, yeah. I'm like, stick his head in the fucking oven. My mom's <laughs> like, if you don't calm down, you're not going to be allowed to watch. This yeah. Anymore. I watched the people versus Larry Flint with my mom once. Oh, not knowing who Larry Ooh. Flint was. Oops. <laughs> Because <laughs> it came out when I was 12, and I was just sitting there like, oh, this is awesome. This is weird. This is awesome. This is weird. <laughs> could have been worse. You could have watched this with her, this moment right here. Would you like to fuck me? Bingo. Well, it made sense because, <laughs> honestly, that's what it was because I'd rather, I don't, I really have to debate if you ask me to fuck my mom or Courtney Love. <laughs> from People versus Larry Flint, I'd really have to think about it. It'd be a good two-day debate before I decided which which I'm going to go for. <laughs> I still don't know. It's been 20 years. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think. I, Every time I'm in the street, I hear bra 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 bra. I'm still thinking. Alex, allow me. Goddamn, white people. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> You're welcome, brother. I got you. I was, can I speak on behalf of the black delegation for a moment? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, man. Uh, you don't get to speak on behalf of the Jews and the blacks now. I, apparently, I do. I'm Rod Carew. <laughs> I have a Detroit hat on, so I get to... <laughs> okay. I own a... De- it's a kosher deli. It's down on Seven Mile. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. I I'm from Michigan, so I, yeah. I hate to move on from this because it was such a good movie. Do I get now, to score it? Oh, God, yeah, I forgot. Okay, okay, wait. I want to wait, hear wait, everybody wait. rate this movie. All right. Everybody's going to rate Avenging Force. Let me put this back on here. All right. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought. I apologize. So yeah, we need our uh, cheese and got to let everybody know I have a new rating system. It's still the five cheese curd. Okay. We just Pete and I tweaked it a little just bit. Just a little bit. This is the new rating oh, scale right here. For, uh... All right, so still the same scoring system. We just changed. Smoked Gouda. We just changed it to where it made it a little bit more sense. You know, it's like uh, government cheese versus smoked Gouda. All right, so um, so uh, we'll start with you, Pete, since you're the one that picked this movie, and you did a fantastic job finding all the info on this. By the way, so thank you. You did. Congratulations. I, to you. I really thank do you. want to. Everybody, round of applause for Pete. Oh, for, uh, two rounds of applause. First for the finding it, and then second for your review. That, like, your, Thank you, man. That was great. Thank you. 
Now we all look like shitheads for the rest. We interrupted the shit out of it, but just for that, Pete, I'm going to go through this entire show and not bring up Ruby Rose or Peggy. Oh, I will. Oh, is he going to technically bring it up, though, saying that you're not going to bring it up? From this point onward. He's granting him leniency, so he has to bring up the fact that he is not going to mention I mean, the thing. He's trying, right? Yeah. He's trying. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hell. Um, thank you, first of okay, all. I, Pete, I, I, so I am actually scoring out of, out of cheese curds, out of five, what would you give Avenging Force? Oh, this, this is... Um, this is smoke gouda to me. This is a five out of five <laughs> film to me, man. This it is. Uh, if you go strictly on a cheese curd scale, this is smoke gouda. It doesn't get any campier, any better, any cooler, any more stylized. <clears throat> Horrible villains, and like the panel said, the effects hold up. It's made it was in 1986. It came out, made 4.7 million dollars at the box office. The effects hold up. All practical, no CGI, no green screen. Fuck you, Disney and Marvel. Canon <laughs> Films is where it's at. This is it, man. Five out of five. Love All it. Right. Love it. So, Love the review. I, Alex? See. Yeah, we'll do Alex next. Oh, you got the thing on me. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you got to get this off here. Green Arrow, what do you think? I gave it... Okay, I'm going to guess it because you just took the thing off. I want to say Provolone. Is that four? Yes. I give it four out of five. That movie, I had so much fun. The funny thing is, I was watching it in the middle of the night, and I was like... Oh, I'll just watch 20 minutes to go to bed. I got so hooked to that movie by the time it was <laughs> right? over. It was same with me. It was 4 o'clock in the morning by the time. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you lost sleep over Avenging Force. That's an awesome All right, So, yeah, 4 out of 5. It was definitely worth losing sleep over. Um, how about you, Phoenix? I will agree. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and agree with Pete. I'm going to give it a smoked Gouda. I yeah. I didn't think I was going to. I really didn't because I was like at some points in the movie I was kind of like oh, hurry up. But I found myself going hurry up. What's going on? Like some character would say something or or I would find something some sort of amusement from it, which is from a B movie, especially canon at this time from '86. That is high praise because canon makes some some terrible terrible movies, which we just love. But <laughs> we do. I I, I mean. Pete, uh, you can't even say that you, this is a, uh, like, you can't even say it was a movie that you loved that you shouldn't have because that has a 5.9 on IMDb if you go ahead and look at it. That yeah, a, I did. That's a high rating for this kind of movie. From yeah, it is. Movie. It really is. Yeah, and I, I completely agree. It's kind of high. Yeah. Like on there, yeah. I give it a six. I completely yeah. agree with that rating. But, you know, as far as a B movie goes, I'm going to go ahead and uh, smoke Gouda it. Yeah. Smoke it. Thank you. Thank smoke you. It. Awesome. I thank you for introducing this to my palate. Oh man, you're welcome. Like I said, this is this is one of my uh, one of my favorites, man. I love this movie. I feel like the only reason this movie's probably lost the time is because it gets overshadowed by American Ninja. Yeah, I think so. It's more of a recognizable brand. Everybody remembers American Ninja versus. Uh, I think I like this got more. A sequel, if this, this one got a sequel, yeah. it, it was. I think it was better. But if it would have got a sequel, like if they because they built it at the end, they 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 set it up. Adam, this is going to be our first movie right here. It's going to be Avenging Force 2. Can I, um, what, can I be a part of that? If we do it, I have to yes. write this thing. I'm in, man. I'm in. Oh, I'm, playing, I'm playing the, the Michael Dudikoff. Alex going to be my Steve James. We'll need you for technical advice anyway because I've okay. never made a movie in my entire life. But uh, Canon never had, had technical going, advice. What's that? I said Canon never had technical advice. You're good. <laughs> you got a point there. Like, yeah. I, I actually thought they named the cameras after the film company before I got older and smarter. So, you know, I was like, oh, Canon film. Yeah, they make the cameras. They know what they're talking about, right? Yeah. No. 
No. <laughs> nope. It's like naming my my film company Apple and shooting like four dollar movies. <laughs> We're Apple Films. What do you want? I would probably have to give this one a four out of five. And the only reason I'm not doing the five there's is no because boobs. there's that whole like thing where they don't tell you who these people are or why they're there. And I maybe I just get a little bit too. Maybe I've seen so many bad movies that I get distracted by things like that. Like I need to know what's going on. And then I'm also thinking maybe it's because I've seen too many newer movies where everything is over explained and I keep forgetting, Oh yeah, this is the eighties where audiences didn't need to be explained to. They could get things, infer things mm-hmm. by, by paying attention to things like pictures in the background, which is where I wasn't. But also, um, like I said, there's, there's some, some special effects there that are pretty hilarious, but you know, there's also some plot holes like this super secret group, tries absolutely nothing whatsoever to hide their identity unless they're hunting one person. But if they're out in public murdering people in front of an entire Mardi Gras parade, (laughs) take the masks off. Makes perfect sense. It's like a Marvel. Yeah. It's like a Marvel movie. (laughs) It's like a Marvel plot. Yeah. But I, I, it it did bring it up a notch at the end. Cause like I said, that last fight was incredible. Also, I forgot to baby. Yes. And that's like a perfect eighties moment. Yeah. Definitely four to five provolone. How did them? How did them racist guys get two black ladies? Let them put Uzis in their in their. Uh, in, in yeah, their... that was weird. Did you notice that too? Am I the only one who looked at that? I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? And you find out like they're a bunch of Nazis and be like, wait a yeah. minute, how'd you get those two black women? <laughs> Why are you I'm in like, there? How did you recruit them. <laughs> they must they have paid a lot. I did like. Yeah. Either that, they just paid them so much to put their babies in there that it didn't matter. They're <laughs> they, like, they bought hey, them here. the strollers for their actual babies that are at home, and they're like, "Fine, <laughs> I'll carry some goozies." I yeah. guess. I mean, now if this was Disney, you could just write a whole <laughs> book on how they got those girls. <laughs> 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 you gotta read the book to get it. <laughs> how did they get those Before I get into the next film, I would take some time to acknowledge the chat. We got Frank from Way Off Topic Radio. Hey, Frank. Uh, I, I've done a couple of shows with Frank. Frank's a very funny guy. Uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, see Frank in there. Yeah, Frank was there before we got there. Maybe he fell asleep. Maybe he got tired of waiting for us because we were running a little behind. So I apologize for that. But he said, all I saw was boobs. I'm down. It's called Target Market, Frank. He's uh, not here. Thanks for noticing. Uh, also, <laughs> we got both Flare X's in the chat. Hey, so we got Flare X and Flare X 45. Okay. So, uh, Keely Chow. Keely Chow, Chow is here. Keely Chow. Just showed up. Keely Chow is a flavor, a favorite, and of course our other favorite, Leo, Leo, Leo Red, Leo Red, bring the bring the uh, well, bring the R. Kelly jokes. Uh, Keely Chow, <laughs> thanks for joining us. We're uh, we're doing our bad movie thing. Uh, we just got done watching Avenging Force, so if you get a chance to watch this later, we highly recommend watching that movie. It's free on YouTube. I will post a link to all these movies in the description once this uploads. I probably should have done it ahead of time, but I didn't think about that, so. Sorry. You should have. From now on, I'll put links to all the movies that we review in the description so that you can watch them. So, anyways, it got I'll like get a into the next one. Four point two five for our all the you know average for us. So definitely go ahead and watch it. Yeah, it, we we all none of us gave it less than four because we decided that it was that it was that fun. So. Um, mm-hmm.